Well, hello and welcome to Champion the Man. This hey. is our fourth episode. I'm Brandon Champion. I'm John Manzo. Uh, fourth episode, and we figured it was time for an interview. We have a very special guest with us here today, uh, Matt Crossman from the Sporting News. Uh, how you doing today? Thanks for being with us. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I like the Champ and the Man thing. I was wondering what the man part was, and now I now right. I know. That's a pretty right. clever name. We actually <laughs> discovered that on Thank a you. Friday night. At the library, right? Yes, yeah. at the library. That's where I spent all my time when I was here. Right, at the library. I, of course. It didn't look anything like this library. <laughs> um, Actually, nope. you know what? That The library looked a lot like the inside of the bird. I'm yeah. not sure if that's a coincidence. <laughs> or... You know, I think a lot of people feel the same way about that. Yeah, we have something in common. I, I was surprised to see the uh, two things, three things surprised me. I went to the bird last night, and that was uh, my home away from home when I was here uh, in the early 90s. It had not been expanded to that second half. Uh, you could still smoke in there uh, when I was here, and there was a stage, and I saw every, I, I don't know how many bands there, lots and lots, uh, and it was very quiet in there. Now, granted, it was a Wednesday and not a Thursday, but... Right. I'm sure it'll be uh, a bit more lively tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it hadn't changed that much. Well, no. I, the, the, the fact that you could see from one end to the other, that would be the biggest change, because it was so smoky and so loud, you couldn't hear <laughs> yourself think, and you couldn't see across the room. Cool. Well, uh, like I said, Matt Crossman writes for the Sporting News. Uh, just tell us a bit about yourself. Like I said, I was here uh, in the early 90s. I graduated in 94. I'm from Clawson, Michigan, which is in Oakland County, in between Royal Oak and Troy. And I had a, a newspaper career for six years doing uh, local politics, and I really love that. And then um, we, um, I got married, and my wife and I moved to St. Louis, and uh, I got a job at the Sporting News. Uh, at first, I was a copy editor, which I hated, uh, but then I kept begging and begging and begging, and eventually they, they made me a writer, and so I've been a writer there for, oh, about the last 10 years or so, and I, I think I've written 30 or 35 cover stories, so it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, and every, uh, my experience at Central was absolutely fundamental to that. I, I have no doubt in my mind I would not be... I would not have had the career I had had I not gone to Central. It's There's no question in my mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we're in the CM Life offices doing this. Uh, when I was here, CM Life was in Anspa. And if you have a smartphone in your pocket, your smartphone has more computing power than literally. This is I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And when I was at CM Life, the computers there were from about 1980. Uh, they had literally no power. I, I would walk across. Uh, the room, and if I touched it without touching my desk first, I would shock it, and the whole thing would go out. Uh, I'm serious. I mean, it makes me feel like a dinosaur, like I'm going to die soon, and you're going to be extracting oil from me. Uh, but yeah, the learning what I learned here and the experience that I had here was absolutely fundamental to the rest of my life. You were in a. You've, you've been at Central talking to uh, several classes this week. Um, I know you came to my class and. Uh, our class. Our class. Man's decided to skip. But. Yeah, you know, if you're not there, it's not your class. Hey, you really can't. You're covering the men's basketball team. Yeah, they lost again, but it's okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm sure people are really interested in your job. Like, Do you remember the first story you ever covered for uh, the Sporting News? Oh, that's a good question. I remember my first story uh, as a professional writer, but that was really boring. It was at the Tecumseh City Council meeting. Right. The first – you know what? I don't. Uh very early in my career at the Sporting News, uh, the stories that I wrote were very small, so you wouldn't even say they were that it was covering something. I do remember my first cover story. Is that close enough? Sure. Uh, totally stole the idea, uh, <laughs> and I say this all the time. Uh, the best ideas are almost always stolen. Occasionally, you'll have uh, a completely unique and original idea, but that's very rare. 
uh, the idea was um, it was called the enemies list. And I stole it from P.J. O'Rourke, who's uh, my favorite political writer, and he stole it from Richard Nixon. Uh, so the idea was uh, which athletes does each city hate the most? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just meant to be fun, basically. Right. And it changed a little to end up being which, just in general, which athletes are hated the most. Like the, the general sport fan, sports fan who would, who would be on his enemies list. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was a, a really important story in my career, too, because, like I said, it was my first cover story. Uh, it was my idea. Uh, I worked on the whole thing, and I hadn't done anything like that, nor had I really proven I was worthy of doing anything like that. Uh, but my bosses at the Sporting News have, have always been very uh, willing to let me try and do things, take chances, that kind of thing. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Do you remember who was on that list? Oh, yeah, lots of people. This was... Uh, 2002, I think. Um, Kobe Bryant. What's that? Kobe Bryant. No, uh, Michael Jordan was on there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because it was still sort of the end of his career because he had won so many titles. Uh, Jeff Gordon, Roger Clemens, Claude Lemieux. Was <laughs> <laughs> who was Detroit or Michigan? It was Claude Lemieux. Claude Lemieux. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think I. Uh, it's been ten years, so I, I if I recall correctly, we ended up not breaking it down city by city because there was just. It's like there's 45 cities. That's right. that starts to get a little unwieldy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a little bit more head to head. Like, who are the you know what what are the biggest enemies of each other? You know, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, changing gears a little bit. I know you came and talked to our class the other night. Uh, you told us an interesting story about Will Ferrell. You've actually met him. Share oh that yeah, story? he he was uh, actually my co-star in uh, Talladega Nights. Right. That's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I did a story where I, uh, was an extra in Talladega Nights and now you would have to, uh, sort of go frame by frame and really look closely to maybe see the top of my head. Uh, but I was still, I mean, it was really funny to sit and watch Will Ferrell make a movie. And I, uh, I've gotten to interview him, uh, a couple, two or three times. And it, uh, what's interesting about him really probably more than anybody I've ever interviewed is you know, the fact that you know, you think you know him by watching these movies and watching him on Saturday Night Live, that he's this wild and gregarious and character. But in person, he's, he's frankly almost boring to the point where you're like, dude, act like Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> like, wasn't, wasn't, he didn't crack any jokes. It was just, it was like this. It was right. like, like you guys, just normal. It was really uh, not disappointing because that's not fair to him. To just no. surprising that he wasn't trying to impress me. He wasn't putting on airs. You know, like you see an interview with Robin Williams, and you're like, "Dude, s- stop it! <laughs> it Calm best. down!" Yeah, it was he—he, he, you didn't have to tell that with him. It was really interesting. Cool. All right, uh, changing gears again. Sure. Super Bowl this weekend. Giants, Patriots. Uh, what are your thoughts? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I would lean towards the Giants uh, because if you look at sort of the head-to-head matchups of off- offense versus defense, uh, the Patriots' defense is really bad, <clears throat> and the Giants' yeah. offense is pretty good, and the Giants' defense is good. The Patriots offense is better, but the difference between the Patriots offense and the Giants defense, and the Giants offense and the Patriots defense, uh, the edge definitely goes, in my opinion at least, to the Giants. Now you got Bill Belichick and Tom Brady on the other hand who maybe uh, overcome that, but you know, Eli Manning has won a lot of big games and so has Tom Coughlin. So uh, 
I'm gonna, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to pick the Giants. I wouldn't pound my fist on the table, and it's not going to be a blowout or anything, but I would give the edge to the Giants. Yeah, I would, I would, I would have had that exact argument, and also the fact that Gronkowski is uh, questionable for the game. For the I, think they're, uh, I think they're, they're, they might be milking He's that. been yeah. messing with the media. He's you been think? pretending to have a limp. That's what I yeah, heard today. So not, I, he'll play. I'm not oh. sure that worries me. I, I think you, you could, I mean, if he is hurt, then that's a very good point. Right. Uh, I'm not buying that he's hurt. Yeah, it. I, I think the Giants' uh, front four is going to yeah. put a lot of pressure on Brady, and it's going to make it difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Either way, if the Giants win, it's certainly not the same situation as Super Bowl Forty Two, where yeah. it's no. a huge upset. No. Yeah, and I don't I even. Th- sorry, excuse me. I don't even think like the Giants aren't even favored to win. The Patriots are favored by two and a half, which I think is not fair. I think. Yeah, the I'm Giants, a little surprised. I'm yeah. surprised that the Patriots are favored at all. Tell you the truth. This is a consensus. Giants. Either way, I'd say Giants. Too. I say Giants. Let's just hope it's a good game. Uh, just one other sports topic of note this weekend, uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Do you have an allegiance for either side of that? No, nope, I dislike them both. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Central guy through and through. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Fire up. You know, I, I, it, when I was deciding where to go to school, it was between here and Michigan State because I was always going to be a journalist. That's all mm-hmm. I ever wanted to do. Those are the two best programs in the state. Michigan's journalism program isn't worth mentioning. Uh, I chose Central's because you could walk into CM Life uh, – you could walk into CM Life as a freshman and start working. Now, the irony is I didn't do that. But uh, I, I chose it because uh, the, C- the CM Life was much more open to anybody walking in and starting to work. And my understanding at the time, this may have changed since then because it's been 20 years. But that at Michigan State, that wasn't true. It's, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Yeah. I have a friend at Michigan State who was a junior and just started working at State News. Took what they while. told me at the time, and again, this is actually 22 or 23 years ago, was you had to be a junior and you had to apply. But that at, at CM Life you had to walk into the room. Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you have I'll a pick take... for the game? I, quite frankly, uh, I, I, what I know about college basketball would fit into a thimble. So. <laughs> what, what is your favorite sport to cover? Uh, I'm going to give you a really long answer to that. My favorite sport to write about is NASCAR because uh, – they almost die every weekend. They drive these crazy cars. They go 200 miles an hour. And in order to drive a race car 200 miles an hour like that, you have to have a big personality. You have to be cocky and arrogant and brash. And those are fun things to write about. Only problem is you can write the world's greatest NASCAR story and like six people read it. You can write the world's worst football story and six million people read it. Right. So uh, NASCAR is my favorite to to write about in, the, in terms of uh, – uh, as a journalistic endeavor, I find it challenging and fun. On the other hand, the point of uh, writing is to be read, and people read NFL stories. So It seems like you could do a feature on the fans of NASCAR, and that would be yeah. pretty interesting. You know what? I Actually, I got a, an, an interesting NASCAR fan-related story. Uh, I had an idea that I could go to a race and camp in the infield all weekend without bringing any food and without telling anybody that I didn't bring any food but that I would just walk around and interview people and they would offer to feed me. I had steak, I had pork chops, I had uh, spaghetti, I had shrimp. I could have drank 26 <laughs> beers a day. And I, I literally, I was there three or four days. I did not miss a meal. I had several of them twice and I never had to tell anybody that that's what I was doing. Wow. Yeah, right, it, well, was, we know, it was we know, pretty neat. We know you have some classes to speak to, so we're going to wrap this up. Right. Uh, that's all the time we have. Uh, just want to remind you guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Champ and the Man and also email us at champandtheman at gmail.com. Uh, thank and, you uh, for yeah, coming on we today. Were, we appreciate yeah, first guest. Sure. Well, Thanks for having me on, boys. Thanks, yeah, it was for, awesome. Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll see you Monday. Yep. See you guys. Right. Thanks.